0: well good morning everyone good morning. before we get into these beautiful readings this holy sunday just call your attention this wednesday we've been announcing it for a few weeks now but we've added an additional mass time to our weekly daily mass schedule so it's this starting every wednesday from hopefully for until the coming of our lord jesus christ the second coming but we're going to add an additional mass so every Wednesday at 6.30 a.m., we've added a new Mass. 6.30 a.m., in addition to the 8 a.m. Mass. And again, the, why the goal of this early Mass? Well, when I, when I first got here, I looked at the Mass schedule, and pretty much everything is at 8, a, 8 a.m. for the morning Mass. And some days during the week, we have an evening Mass. We have evening Mass in Spanish. And I looked around all the other parish Mass times in our area, and there's no early Masses around and so if you want to go to mass before work or before school you don't really have an option and so the goal of adding this 6 30 a.m mass is to give an opportunity for people who couldn't before to go to mass because again of other commitments work school to give you an opportunity to receive jesus christ in the holy eucharist before you go out into the world so the goal is to hopefully to draw people not even outside of our parish if you want to receive jesus christ before you go to work or go to school. So that's the humble goal, because I'm firmly, I'm firmly convicted we need more Jesus, not less. And it's Jesus Christ in the Eucharist who's the answer to every single prayer we have. So 6.30 a.m. every Wednesday, we'll be here, myself or Father Reggie. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen if you ever get a chance or if you have already been in vatican city in st peter's basilica in the big church that you always see you see images of vatican city one of the most famous pieces of art in that entire building you'll find it directly right when you walk in through the main doors of st peter's and it'll be directly to your right And you'll notice immediately because there's always a huge, massive crowd around it. And it's the image of the Pietà. You'll find it on the cover of the Bulletin this Sunday. It's probably one of the most famous pieces of all of Western art. It was carved out of one piece of solid Carrera marble by the Renaissance artist Michelangelo. Again, probably probably the, one of the greatest sculptors and painters we've ever had in humanity. And he carved that image when he was just 24 years old. Could you imagine that? 24-year-old kid carving it out of this one piece of solid marble. And it depicts that beautiful moment when the body of Jesus is taken down from the cross, And she's holding the limp, battered body of her son on her lap. It's a stunning piece of art. The way Michelangelo captures that emotional moment. Mary holding her son. She captures one of the beautiful moments that, in fact, every mother has. You mothers in here, you're amazing. You carry us in your wombs for nine months. And you raise us, but then one day, as we all know, we eventually have to leave you. (laughs) We have to go out into the world and to make a living for ourselves. And Ola, we don't really appreciate it, the weight of that, as mothers carry. Because you know, if you send your children out into the world, the world is not soft. The world is tough. And as mothers, you, you risk sending your kids out into the world. You say, go. But the world is dangerous, isn't it? Yes, it is, but you have to go. It's worse for you to stay here than to go out into the world. mary understood this and in that beautiful moment she says here here's my son in this famous painting the reason why if you look at the bulletin cover it's behind a pane of bulletproof glass was because in 1972 a man by the name of hazlo talzo jumped the altar rail and started to smash the pieta with a hammer he tried to destroy it. he he, he was mentally unstable he thought he was yelling as he was destroying the pieta he was yelling i am jesus christ and he started hitting it it was it was a bizarre moment but amazingly the the vatican uh, people who take care of the art of the vatican city they're able to restore it so now if you look at it today you can barely tell that it it was was almost destroyed by a crazy man. But there's a beauty to it. He captures the beauty of what our Lord here is speaking about in the gospel. Jesus tells his disciples for the first time, I am going to Jerusalem. And I'm going to suffer greatly by the chief priest, the scribes, and I'll be killed. And then notice the response of Peter. He says to our Lord, he says, God forbid, Lord, that no such thing shall ever happen. And then notice the next line of our Lord, he rebukes him and he says to him in a very striking way, he says, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. For you are thinking as, God, as, as human beings do, not like God. Because here's Jesus. Jesus just says, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to, I'm going to be killed. I'm going to sacrifice my life. And immediately the next response is by Peter, no. Jesus here, she want to give us the antidote to all of our issues and our conflicts that we have. Because if you think about it, all of our conflicts that we have, with, even within our own families, even between parishioners, even between states or politics, and even on the macro level of, of geopolitics, what is always the, the root of all of our human conflict? You can boil it down to the battle of the egos. You've notice this, every conflict that we have is rooted in that. One person is trying to assert their will over the other. You can notice this, every conflict, every, every argument that we have. You have two egos locking horns. And we're always trying to assert my ego above yours. We've been doing this since the very beginning. The elevation of the ego. Jesus understands this. And all of the readings are pointing to this. Jump back. First reading today from Jeremiah. Jeremiah beautifully says, he cries out, he says, Lord, you duped me. I cry out violence, derision, what Jeremiah here, and when we understand the context, we begin to see what's happening. So Jeremiah was, was preaching around the year 626 B.C. And what was happening in Israel at the time, and Moses had warned of this, by the way. Moses told the Israelite people, he said that when, I, when you inherit the promised land, what's going to happen is, is that you're going to be surrounded by other powerful nations, other gods. And you're going to be tempted to worship other gods. You're going to want to, and this human condition, to be like everybody else. And so the Jews, sadly, fell into this. They wanted to be like everybody else. And they abandoned the commandments of God. So Jeremiah is called to preach to the Jewish people again, to return. You see, what they were doing is they started worshiping a false god named Baal. And not only were they worshiping Baal, but they started to sacrifice their children to this demonic god. So what's happening here, you're having infanticide. They're offering their children, sacrificing them. To this false god again the question is why are they doing this well it's not actually that far removed from our own day and age why do people go to psychics you ever ask yourself that why do people go to palm readers tarot card readers by the way that's a sin it's a sin against the first commandment to go to these psychics or people with supposedly these these powers why well essentially is power i want control i want i want something to happen according to my own will and so i'll I'll go to the psychic or i'll go to this tarot card reader this palm reader in order to kind of guide my life apart from god it's the same thing in this in the sixth century bc what the jews are trying to do why are they offering their children to this false god well because they want their way to be done Again, the human heart is the same, no matter what century we're in. And so Jeremiah is tasked to go to the Jewish people and say, you're worshiping a false God. Stop sacrificing your children. Return to the commandments of the Lord. And guess how they responded? (laughs) They plotted to kill Jeremiah. He's made fun of, ridiculed, mocked. And that's where we have him in the first reading when he said, Lord, you duped me. I thought if I followed you, everything would be fine and dandy. But the complete opposite oftentimes when we give ourselves to the Lord. And yet Jeremiah, despite the hardship, the ridicule, He continues to preach, continues to proclaim, continues to challenge his fallen brothers and sisters to return to the Lord. There is no ego in Jeremiah. If you wish to save your life, You will lose it, Jesus says. But rather, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Our Lord here is speaking about the great Christian paradox. You see, everybody else around us in the world, we're trying to elevate our ego above everybody. We're trying to assert our will. We're trying to dominate. In all of our conflicts, notice this again, harken back. Whatever conflict you're in, ask ourselves, Whose will is attempting to be dominant here? In every conflict, just just reduce it down. Whose will is attempting to assert itself? You'll find it. Say, oh, oftentimes it's ourselves, by the way. And the great Christian paradox is that when we lose our life, strangely, it is then we will find it. You see, the hardest part about being a Catholic being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's always a lifelong endeavor. It's never a one and done. The whole goal of the Christian Catholic life is that I must die to myself every single day, and to conform my life on according to God's terms rather than myself. You see, what makes Christianity so hard is that I must submit to God and follow his commandments faithfully, as hard as I can, through his grace. And that, my friends, will always be hard because my ego is constantly battling against me, saying, no, it's all about you. Don't you know how amazing you are? Don't you know how beautiful and handsome you are? Why won't everybody just follow you? See, we all have that within. whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up this cross and follow me. When we look at the cross, Jesus beautifully upon their nailed head down Is there any trace of ego on the cross? Is there any trace of Jesus Christ trying to dominate his will above everybody? Where is the ego of Jesus? It's not there, is it? That my friends, is the path you and I are called to follow. Kill the ego, let it die, let it wither. And when we finally come to that point, we will finally find our true life.